Thank you. That was beautiful. Oh, and so on. This is good. For you. Thanks. So good for what we'll be exploring for the next little while. Thank you so much. Can you feel the uh, radiating presence in the room? Mm -hmm. So I want to suggest and start and just wow. What just got expressed here is now part of our human collective. Everything we radiate touches into the collective consciousness that we share. And part of what I wanted to share today is the importance of what we radiate, how we move through our world, what we do moment to moment, because even though we're encased in these lovely bodies and they make us look separate, we're not. And it matters how we move through our inner life and share it out in the world as the energy, the tone, and the qualities that emerge from us just by our being. So in the meditation, we already started with the idea that every being has an indwelling spirit, that spark of the sacred that is in absolutely everything. In, in my experience of the world and of reality, there isn't anything that's not sacred. Everything here is made up of particles of life. Maybe not life like ours as humans, but sacred nonetheless. You may not want to take it that far, but sense what it's like if you hold the awareness that everything you encounter in every day is the sacred looking back at you, the sacred expressing in a unique way that that particular person or life form or part of nature holds and brings into manifest being. So I'm going to ask you just to take a moment to connect again with however you envision or experience that spark in you. Because I want to tell you a little story that uh, I didn't expect. A friend and I give each other sessions because we can't really find anybody else to work with, so we work on each other. <laughs> when you have certain positions in a community, you can't just go flying off all over the place. So when I was working with her, uh, I asked her if she kept an awareness of her indwelling spirit, if she felt the presence and the power of that, and she went, I know it's there, but I don't think I pay attention all the time. So we worked on what the felt sense of that experience is for her. And over the course of the next couple of days, she found that when she walked down the street, people were smiling at her in a way they hadn't before. And she went to the gym, and she was going around the track like she always did. And instead of people saying, are you OK, they said, I love your smile. She was radiating something more alive and something different because of taking the moments to feel it in herself and realize that everything in us is moving out into the world. 
So having a sense of the quality of the light in you can be a really powerful gift that you can give to others. Uh, there's a man named David Spangler who has an organization called Lorian. And David's been around for a long, long time. He was early on at Fintorn. He's been a spiritual teacher for years. And he has a statement that I mentioned in the meditation that light speaks to light. What if part of what we could carry in our awareness is that the light, let's say in my heart or the light in your heart, can speak to the light in other people, in other situations. I think of our human family that's suffering so much right now. And to me, one of the pieces I wanted to talk to you about this morning is subtle activism, where we can contribute to awakening the light in the hearts of our family, our human family, through our willingness and intention to remember that light speaks to light and light is in everyone. Is there anyone in this room that doesn't know there's light at the core of you, that you have a sacred spark? I'm figuring this is like not having to speak to an audience that doesn't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> that there is light in us that speaks to the light in other people and we don't have to be speaking we need to remember that our heart space is a really important place of perception and expression, and that we can let our hearts speak to the hearts of other people by recognizing there is light there at the core of them. I wanted also, just checking to see, just with an idea of collective consciousness, Subtle activism appeals to me because we are all connected. And some of us can't go out and do things physically, but we can all take into our meditation time or our walking along the street time awareness of our connection and sending out good wishes to people. There are lots of different kinds of subtle activism. There's prayer, there's offering blessings, there's um, doing meditation and imagining with images or felt sense that something is happening like the lights coming on in people's hearts. There also are practices like the Buddhist practice of Tonglen and HeartMath's more scientific process of what happens when you breathe in and out through the heart. I have a practice that I use all the time. It usually dawns on me when I'm in Central Park going to work because things quiet down as soon as I step into the park. But it's a, a sort of a mantra that has developed and I want to invite you to make up your own. But mine is breathing in, I am grateful. Breathing out, I radiate love and blessings. And I just do that as I'm moving through the park. Every outbreath is a gift. Every outbreath can carry an intention, a blessing, gratitude, 
and that changes the space around us. Have you ever noticed if you walk into a room where the energy's a little wonky and you start settling into who you are and you start settling into a, an attitude of connection, an attitude of uh, a willingness to be there, you can start to feel the energy shift as people come into their heart space. Now, one of the things I do on New York subways, since I do a lot of Tonglen, which is a Buddhist process of breathing, I'm gonna say negative, energy into your heart space, letting the fire of your heart burn it up. Love is very fiery. Want to remember that it's a powerful, fiery presence. And then you breathe out something like ease or blessings. And I find when I'm on a subway car in New York City, if, if it's particularly tense, which it can be at times, I'll just start breathing in the tension or breathing in anger and breathing out ease. And I don't know if it changes the subway car, but it certainly makes my contribution not add to the irritation and mounting dis-ease that's in the, in the car. It, I feel like this is a service we can bring anywhere we are, is how we are as we're entering a space, interacting with people, has an impact. So if you kind of connect with what for you is the most familiar, easy and powerful quality or tone that you want to carry <coughs> through you into the world. Is it compassion? Is it peace? Is it joy? Take a moment just to feel into what's the quality you resonate with the most that is the automatic ongoing gift you give to your environment, to your world, just by being you moving through it. And then when you have a sense of that, I invite you to notice what's it like to imagine that with every outbreath, your heart radiates that quality first into your body because the outbreath carries out from us into the world, but then out into the world. It can become a really empowering, settling process to carry with you, to know that you can drop into the quality that you happen to have chosen to be your gift, maybe just that day or maybe that hour. One of the other things that I feel pretty strongly about all the time, because I so much experience collective consciousness, is how can I help process some of the suffering that's going on collectively? And part of it is to be willing to feel it, let it move through me, so that then what I radiate out into the world is that grief or that suffering or that loss transformed through me back out into the world. It, it matters what we do. And these kinds of subtle activism for me, this is personal to me, when I can't get out and do something about something, 
I don't want to go into collapse. I don't want to feel overwhelmed and give up. When I can sit and do some subtle activism, whether it's prayer, whether it's tonglen, whether it's doing heart math to steady myself, I'm at least, it might be an illusion, but the feeling is I'm at least doing something that I feel might contribute to collective ease or collective well-being. Another piece of this that's <coughs> important to be aware of is our self-talk is actually two things. It's self-hypnosis. So imagine what you're inducting in yourself in an ongoing way. But it's also a qualifier of the tone we radiate out into the world. And without being rigid with yourself and without being harsh, it's worth tracking the automatic tone of your self-talk and seeing what happens if you replace self-critical or negative or worry thoughts with something that just for you in that moment shifts your tone. That's why I use the breathing in and breathing out. Thich Nhat Hanh is the person who I first read that Thich Nhat Hans is, breathing in I arrive, breathing out I am home. So there are many lovely ways you can use the breath, but to catch the thoughts that are giving you a constricted tone or an irritated tone, and it doesn't mean we don't have all of this, that's just part of being in a body, but to find those choice points that are easy choice points where you can say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, that particular message I'm telling myself is feeding my irritation or it's feeding my fear. I used to do, in the trainings where I taught, I used to have an exercise where I would ask people to think of something slightly irritating or slightly scary, to sit with it and then notice what it was like if they didn't add anything to it not to add I don't want to be thinking to this, not to add this is terrible, why do I do this, not to add constriction, not to add anything. First thing I discovered, it was very hard not to, add, not to want to cultivate our distress. It's hard to step away from it. But if you don't add logs to that fire, it'll fizzle out. And then you can find what can I tell myself right now that actually feeds me? What can I say to myself that will fill up my sense of my heart space and let me be a, a quality walking through the world who's adding something positive to the environment around me? So let yourself, if you don't have it already, find the quality that is yours to contribute. Or, or that resonates with you. I think the Tara Brock book on radical acceptance is, has got a really beautiful approach. And if we can start by being kind to ourselves, that's going to automatically start to radiate out into the world. But I, for me, one of the most important things is to remember that we are living expressions of the sacred all the time. 
in our wholeness, in our wackiness, in our being humans, we're still the sacred dressed up as that in that moment. And to remember that everything, everything around us is sacred. When I'm able to keep this in mind, I'm much more likely to remember when I, if, I, if I'm doing the cat's water bowls and I'm filling them up with water, when I remember that everything is sacred, I'm more likely to thank all the people who bring that water to my sink. I'm more likely to thank the water itself as part of the planetary life that we all participate in. None of us is separate from anything to do with the planet because the planet's our home and our body. And remembering the sacred in everything, I handle things more gently. Think about when you pick up an article of clothing, or even relating to this microphone, if I remember that it is comprised of sacred substance, I'm going to treat it more respectfully. I'm going to feel in relationship to everything. Tonight or this afternoon when you prepare food, Thich Nhat Hanh has a really powerful practice now, he takes it farther than I'm going to suggest. He takes it to think back to the person who planted the seeds for those veggies you're going to eat. And then think of the, the rain, the sunlight, the people who tended the crop, the people who harvested the crop, the people who drove the crop to the store, the people who put it on the shelf until finally it arrives in your kitchen. When you remember all, I mean, we could go even farther saying the vehicles, the people who made the vehicles, who you can expand this as far as you want. But what it gives is a deeper and deeper and deeper sense of connection and relatedness. And I can tell you that one of the real changes in my life was when I developed an ever-deepening sense that I am part of something inescapably connected. I am never alone. If, we're, if we buy into the idea of collective consciousness, we're never alone. And we are always in relationship to something. Now, some people might say, well, I don't think I'll take it to material objects, but I can tell you that when you do and have relationship with everything, your heart is full most of the time. So I would like to invite you just to imagine what new step, if there's any new step in anything I'm sharing, would be for you. What could you add in that would expand your sense of relationship? that would expand your sense of encountering the sacred all the time, everywhere. And this is, I think this is hard to remember sometimes. That doesn't leave out anybody. Everybody is the sacred in form. And it can be hard sometimes when we disagree with people or we're having 
situations we know need to change collectively, still at the core of everything is the sacred coming into form. Can you notice for a moment, how does your heart feel when you hold that concept or that idea that there is nothing, nothing that is not the sacred in form? How does that touch your heart? And what would your everyday experience be like if you remember that? Just touching in to how it feels right now. Because I think when we can remember that we are never out of the present, outside the presence of the sacred. We also remember ourselves differently because we know we can't leave ourselves out of that. And so looking at the clock, I think what I'd like to do is just ask us all for a moment to feel into the quality in the room right now, the quality in you right now, recognizing, embracing, if you feel comfortable doing so, the presence of the sacred everywhere, everywhere. And then notice that we offer this radiating presence to our collective our human family, and to our planetary family, all of whom are kin. We are part of a beautiful, large, diverse family of beings. And all of them, all of us, are the sacred dressed up in form. And so it is.